0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: Hour number two here, Jimmy B and TC will take you up until three o'clock this afternoon. Hit the Hawkeyes a lot in are number one, Jimmy B. We got mm-hmm. the Hawkeye baseball coach coming up at 140, but going to shift our attention over to the Big 12 in Iowa State right now. With our man Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, as he joins us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline. Pete, good afternoon.
2: Hey guys, how's it going?
1: I uh, can't complain about things here. We're just, uh, well, you know, working our way through. It's the quiet time.
3: This is we call this work. In, yeah, in, in the college <laughs> in the
1: college level, uh, a quiet time. But Big Twelve territory, of course, Iowa State doesn't have baseball, but. This is still a pretty big time down in the Texas and Oklahoma's gearing up for uh, the Big 12 baseball tournament, right?
2: Yeah, guys, that gets going on uh, on Wednesday, and it's a pretty busy uh, field in the sense of Big 12 teams that are going to be involved with NCAA regionals and whatnot. You know, you have Texas Tech, TCU, uh, West Virginia will be in the mix as well, and it's really a very good baseball conference. That It's a, it's a, a niche sport. You know, we've noticed that our – Big 12 baseball fans obviously don't rival the amount of uh, football fans or basketball fans or whatnot, but that hardcore Big 12 baseball fan—I know you guys don't get to experience it—but it is uh, it is pretty impressive, and it's it's got a really good group of teams involved.
1: Watched a lot of softball over the weekend with the uh, NCAA tournament right. started. I found myself every once in a while flipping into that, and this kind of the time, same thing with baseball when we get to the NCAA tournament, conference tournaments this week, start to delve in. Is there anything that the baseball, college baseball community could you do to even build that spurt, sport even further along? I mean, the College World Series, we know what a great event that is. That's a big deal here, obviously, being over in Omaha just a couple hours away, and a lot of people make the trek over. But what else could be done, you think, to grow that sport at the collegiate level?
2: That's a great question. The biggest problem with college baseball and why it maybe doesn't translate like football or basketball is these guys are – you know if you're a casual baseball fan, you turn on football on Saturday, you turn on, on a big Monday game, you have a very good chance that you are watching a guy who you could see in the NBA or the NFL the following year.
1: Mm-hmm, right.
2: In baseball, you are sitting here and watching these guys, and some of them, you know, sure, some of them are going to make it to the bigs, but you may not see them for two, three, four, or maybe even five years. So there's not that immediate sense of, I'm watching a guy that could be a superstar in a year that you have in football and basketball. So I think that's the biggest turnoff for the casual fan that it's it's not it's not really going to change because that's that part of the sport really can change.
3: No, you're right about that. Uh, it, baseball is just a totally different animal than basketball and football.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's not even close, and yeah. it's not. Yes, you have more football fans. Yes, you have more basketball fans. But I really believe if you had a situation where a starting pitcher for TCU or Texas Tech. He had a chance to be the ace on a rotation, you know, in the uh, 2018 season. People would people would be more tuned in to college baseball, but the fact that these guys are at least a couple years away takes away some of the must-watch of the college game in baseball.
3: Uh Pete Mundo is our guest. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline Mill Civic Parkway West Des Moines. Pete, take me to Bourne, the president at Oklahoma. And it seems like every time he opens his mouth, something different pops out. Are they going to be, I think most people thought it would probably be Texas who might start up again and be the nail in the coffin that possibly would dissolve the Big 12. But do you see Oklahoma now being that te- that, that
2: school and not Texas? It's absolutely Oklahoma, uh, Jimmy, because Oklahoma is the team that you know, they, can, they are sought after, and they have no strings attached. The two most wanted teams in the conference, obviously, are Texas and Oklahoma. Texas has that nasty Longhorn Network tied to its name yep. that nobody wants any part of. No one wants to bring in Texas and have to deal with the Longhorn Network, which is still another 15 years away from coming to an end in that contract. So you have Oklahoma, who's a national brand, a quality program, and has the second most cachet in the Big 12 after Texas, and has no network. So that makes Oklahoma the most sought-after program in that conference right now. And Texas, if Texas has its way, I think they want the Big 12 to kind of stay as is and get themselves back to being nationally relevant, whereas Oklahoma is the team that's really going to decide the future of this conference.
1: You know, it is so interesting, all the minutiae that is out there. We know this is all stuff that's still going to be down the line for a while, 2023 You know, and uh, maybe a little bit before that is when we're going to hear things. But at the very least, we're talking four or five years down the line. Oklahoma looking around, Texas looking around. If it gets to that point, who would be the teams in your mind, though, that would be in trouble if we do go to what many people believe is inevitable four power conferences of 16 plus teams? Iowa State, Kansas State, those are ones that are mentioned a lot, and now Baylor, with what's happened to them recently would be those be the three in your mind that would be maybe in the most trouble if this would happen
2: yeah absolutely it's it's Oklahoma or really the number one team, excuse me Oklahoma it's Iowa State as the number one team that's in trouble, which I hate to say uh to you guys up there, but that's mm-hmm. the reality, the biggest reason because Oklahoma State take them they're not really a highly desirable uh school but Politically, that state won't let anything happen to Oklahoma State without Oklahoma trying to bring some Oklahoma bringing them wherever they go. That's what's going to try to happen there. Texas will try to take care of Texas Tech. Uh, politically, once again, two major uh, public universities, they're going to try to take care of each other. So tech, even though once again, like Oklahoma State, not really a desirable school necessarily, but they'll take care of each other. Um, And even K-State, you know, Kansas is going to be sought after because of basketball and the the program there. So if if Kansas and Kansas State are a package deal, that's good for the folks in Manhattan and the Wildcats fans. Now, obviously, a lot of that has yet to play out. But Iowa State's kind of up there in no man's land by itself in the sense of there's not an obvious partner for them that they can team up with. Uh, It's not a massive media market. And there's not that staple, I mean, yes, the basketball program is good, but it's not that historic program on football or basketball, the moneymakers, that's going to make a Big Ten say, hey, let's bring them in. And don't forget, you know, Iowa's going to have a say about that as well. You think Iowa wants Iowa State in the Big Ten? Hell no. They don't want a part of that at all. Mm -hmm. So that's a factor in this thing as well. So the best thing for Iowa State is obviously to have this Big 12 stay together as is and um keep it as one obviously as you mentioned we're years away from that happening but uh but yeah iowa state would be in trouble baylor you mentioned even a school like tcu could be having some issues and then west virginia um could have its issues as well
3: take me then to what is going on you just touched on baylor can they ever get the sorrid taste out of everybody's mouth or is this thing going to linger for another few years
2: Well, as lawsuits play out, Jimmy, they may linger, uh, continue to linger, but I really do believe in what Matt Rule is doing there and his approach and his high character, um, not just of himself and his staff, but also of the guys he's trying to bring into that program. He's been very open and honest about the fact that he's not trying to shy away from what happened and pretend it didn't happen. He's trying to face it head on. So I really believe once we get... Like anything else, we got short-term memories. Once we get to the games, if Matt Rule all of a sudden takes Baylor back to maybe close to where it was under our Brials, instead of talking about the nasty side of this whole thing, Mm -hmm. it's going to be about the success of a guy like Matt Rule and how he was able to turn around this program and what it was able to do for Baylor University. Now, that may not happen, and maybe the storyline stays off the field, but that's the best way that it can change from what it currently is. Okay.
1: Pete Mundo joining us, talking Big 12, Heartland College sports, the place to go. Uh, Pete, a couple weeks ago, I know you talked about something that was a big story around here a few weeks back, and that was Brian Ferentz, the Iowa offensive coordinator, making some comments about teams recruiting earlier and uh, doing things certainly different that have been done in Iowa City for a long time. We're both big Matt Campbell fans. We think he is going to win at Iowa State. But uh, a little ruffling of feathers, just your thoughts on that and uh, going forward what Coach Campbell's building.
2: Well, I, I'm a huge fan of Coach Campbell as well. I've had the chance to interview him a couple times. He's a stand-up guy. He's he's really got his nose to the grindstone and what he has to do to build that thing up. He's not sugarcoating how difficult a job it's going to be to get that school You know, by Iowa State standards, if you're bowl eligible every year, I think the fan base is thrilled by that. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of people very happy, um, which is obviously different from the expectations for the Hawkeyes. But, you know, when Brian Ferentz is saying that uh, this is, you know, different from how things are done and and taking a dig at Iowa State by basically saying, you know, they'll offer anybody. He said that about Minnesota as well. Uh, To me, that's a cheap shot because, All of a sudden, Iowa is used to being in a situation where they sit back, uh, you know, it's days before signing day, one of their guys falls through, and they just go pluck an Iowa State recruit, uh, three-star guy, they take him, they say, you want to come here instead, they say, sure, and they sign the dotted line. The fact that Matt Campbell is going after some of these guys in the region, in the state, which we know there's not a ton of high school talent in Iowa, Mm -hmm. has got to scare Iowa a little bit, uh, because... Matt Campbell's got a young, hungry staff starting with himself, and I was kind of the relic. Um, you know, they had a great season two years ago, but a lot of that was smoke and mirrors, the schedule was favorable, and we saw what happened come the Big Ten championship game. It got really ugly. and um, That, to me, was the outlier of what has been Coach Ferentz's tenure here over the past several years. So I don't think it's where Iowa State is going to be suddenly beating Iowa year in, year out. But, yeah, I think there is a little bit of concern there amongst that staff in Iowa and what a young, hungry guy like Matt Campbell can do in state, and then a guy like P.J. Fleck up of Minnesota recruiting against Iowa in the uh, Big Ten West.
3: As, as far as the, I guess, the, the Big 12 and their football, everybody's going to say, okay, Oklahoma, and then it's everybody else. Could somebody, because they are going to play now a championship game at the end of this season, could we get a possible championship game of, say, the two teams that just played the last regular season game of the season?
2: It's very possible. I haven't, um, I don't have that last week in front of me, Jimmy, but I do know this. That the conference did everything it could to guess as to who is playing in that final week of the season, hoping they don't get a rematch. I don't think they will, because I still think the teams that are you know, traditionally, not traditionally, but are expected to be at the top, will be there, whether it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, um, throw in you know, West Virginia to the mix, uh, GCU as well, and Texas. That's kind of the five teams uh, I would be looking at, and as for Oklahoma, I really don't think this conference and I believe that a lot of people, uh, from the national perspective, once they start doing their homework here as we get closer to the season, yes, they have Baker Mayfield, uh, but outside of that, there are a lot of pieces OU has to replace, whereas Oklahoma State is loaded on offense. The defense, they had a couple of good transfers coming in, and it's, it's just um, going to be a really good team. And throw that into the mix with Tom Herman getting these sophomores and juniors back for another mm-hmm. season, a really good group of guys. TCU trying to fix their issues on defense. It's a very deep Big 12, and I'm not convinced. It's you know, do I think right now OU will be in that title game? Sure, but I think the difference between OU and everybody else is much closer than uh, is being given credit for right now.
1: Hey, final thing, Pete. We, you know, we had a chuckle when Pat Mahomes went early to the uh, Chiefs, and well, he lost last year to Iowa State, 66 to 10, and uh, still selected in the top 10. What's going on at Texas Tech? I, I saw, what, about a week ago, their top receivers transferring out. They've had all kinds of guys leave. We know defensively it's a mess there. What's happening with Cliff Kingsbury down in uh, Lubbock?
2: Well, it's, it, it is um, kind of a mess right now. And, and Coach Kingsbury, you know, he, the M.O. for him and the, I guess you would say, the way people see him as, as this guy that is, you know, kind of cool, um, has that Ryan Gosling look and and um, young and hip and et cetera. But everything people know about Cliff Kingsbury is, you know, son of a military man, hard-nosed guy, takes no garbage. That's who he is. And I think there are a lot of guys that as this team has struggled. They haven't gotten what they wanted individually, and as a result they've said, all right, the team's not very good. I'm not getting what I want because that's what young players do these days. If they don't get what they want, they bail in, unfortunately, too many cases. And uh, as a result, you know these guys are just fleeing Lubbock, and it's it's unfortunate. Now he's got a lot of good JUCOs coming in, but Cliff Kingsbury knows going into this final or not final season, but potentially final mm-hmm. season for him, he's got to start winning some games. I think a bowl game, and he's safe, but it's not going to be easy to get there with the way this Big Twelve is shaping up.
1: No, no doubt about it. Good to catch up with you again, Pete. will be doing this throughout the summer months when anything comes up or. We just create some fake news and try to talk about conference <laughs> expansion. You know how that goes.
2: Trent, Jimmy, always a pleasure and happy to do it, guys. thank All care. right.
3: Thank you, Pete. There you go. Pete Mundo, CBS, also Heartland College Sports as he uh, locks and loads. On the Big 12, alternative facts, yes, fake news. Yes.
1: <laughs> we'll be using that a lot throughout yeah, the summer, Jimmy B. You got
3: that right. Well, uh, you asked the question. Yes.
1: That final week of the regular season in the Big 12.
3: Yes. Oh, you went and you pulled up the yes. schedule. So t- tell me if you hear
1: one of these that we're going to get a rematch for the championship.
3: Okay. Well, can I let me let me just say is. Uh, Are Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, do they play the last game of the regular? They do not. Okay, fair enough. No Bedlam. Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, Do you see Iowa State and Kansas State playing for the title? No. No, okay. Baylor-TCU? No. No, no. texas Tech texas No. No. Kansas-Oklahoma State? I don't think so. No. The one maybe is West Virginia-Oklahoma.
3: Yes. So there's the maybe. There's the maybe right there.
1: But even that,
3: West Virginia will be decent
1: this year. I like Will Greer. Yeah. He'll be their quarterback. They'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be good. Maybe. And, and here's the other funky thing that we get into. Let's say Oklahoma's the best team. Let's say they go 8-1 and one in conference. All right. okay. So okay. They, they got one of the
3: spots. Okay.
1: What if there's a three-way tie with six and three teams? Ex- Exactly. Well, West Virginia probably would be one of those. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. And Texas, pick, pick whoever you want. Texas. Texas, Kansas State, Yeah, you know, those are the other teams in the mix. So then you get into that tiebreaker scenario. I, it's it's a mess. It is. It's an absolute mess.
3: They just did that because, once again, they were grasping at straws. They
1: wanted a 13th data point because two years prior, we heard about the 13th data point for Ohio State.
3: Correct. So
1: now they have their 13th data point. And I said this last week, Jim. It seems like this is going to be this is going to go down in typical Big 12 fashion. How many times have we seen teams that were ready to play for a national championship get upset in the old days of the Big 12 yes, championship? Yes, that is very, I mean, true. very you, true. You go all the way back to the late 90s and Kansas State getting upset by Texas A&M. They were on their way to play for a title. Mm-hmm. Remember that year Kansas State then fell all the way to the yes, Elmable? Yes,
0: they did. They did.
3: They played yeah. the Elmable. Yeah. They That's- were
1: seconds away from playing for a national title. And they end up in, in the, Alamo, in the Bowl. Alamo Bowl,
3: yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
1: And we've seen this happen a lot of different times. In fact, Kansas State one time knocked Oklahoma out for playing for mm-hmm. a national championship. But it, I could totally see this happening. Either a scenario where an eleven and one team, there's a bunch of one loss teams, and you get knocked out. Or let's say Oklahoma State runs the table, mm-hmm. and then they get beat in the championship yep. game after beating everybody in the right. conference throughout right. the year. Yep. you got to beat somebody for a second time. You stub your toe there. And you're out of the college football playoffs. It's amazing. It just seems typical of what we see in the Big Twelve that it happened again this year.
3: And I'm still my panties are in a bunch over the way they treated all those different schools, where they just pulled their chains for like three months and then told them, "No, we're not going to expand." I, that that really bothered me to Why death. Why does it bother you? Though? Be- because because I don't like I don't like seeing people totally taken advantage of. And that's exactly what it looked like that the Big Twelve front office was doing. But
1: they didn't get anything out of it. I can no, understand. No, they if, spent
3: money. They spent yeah. money. They, they they put their they put their school's name on the line to impress the Big Twelve that hey we're more than capable of making that move. Let us come in. But watch do you watch look what at, we do. Do you look at Cincinnati differently now? No, I don't look at them differently. Right, right. No, but but they got pass. hosed. They got hosed.
1: The Big Twelve looked at everybody. I think they really looked at these teams and see and looked to see if we would bring in two teams. Mm-hmm. Would it be able to help us on the bottom line? And after looking through all these teams, looking the presentations from the Cincinnatis and South Floridas and BYU, right, even, yeah. And on down the line, I think they walked away and just said, "Well, this isn't going to help us." This isn't going to help Or
3: was it a case where it's a money grab and they didn't want to have to share revenue with two other schools? Well, of course that's a big case. that's it.
1: To me, that's it. But that's what they were looking for, and that's what they were investigating to see if two schools could add them, at the very least, go back to even the same amount of money that they're bringing in, Mm -hmm. and also help the conference getting to 12 for football. They looked at it. And it wasn't anything that was sustainable for them.
3: But they, but they looked at schools that had big TV markets. Houston had a big TV market. Cincinnati, decent sized TV market, bigger than here. But that's different. Yeah, I know. But but there was revenue to be made. If Is there you any more? In, I think so. I, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think Look, so. Look, we all know that Fox, ESPN. All of the networks have way overpaid. We know that. And those contracts were already paid. They were paid. Correct.
1: The contracts are in ink, signed, sealed, delivered. they are. If it would have been a factor where they were going into negotiations, and Houston, Mm -hmm. South Florida, whatever it may be, could add, that would have been different, too. I think they did give it a real look, though. I don't think it was the dog and pony show. They were just doing this to, I don't know, What would be their justification for doing that if they never had any real... To draw
3: more interest during a dead period about the conference. But what does that gain? I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make sense. I'm well aware of that. But I just think that they got... They probably thought at the beginning, hey, if we go to two more, then we can really make it a championship game. Mm -hmm. And I think halfway through the process, they got cold feet. I think they got cold feet someplace. Something happened to flip that switch because they turned down everybody.
1: I think they looked at it and say, uh, saw that it was, not, it was
3: not enough money. Yeah, financially it didn't work. That's not a dog and pony show. That's not just bringing... Then why, if you if you knew you were going to have to split some revenue anyway, why go through that, that dog and pony show? Because why do they, that? Because they were investigating. They were looking oh. at it. You th- You really believe that they just did that to get a couple of newspaper articles in the Oklahoma I think I think that they I think that the beginning they were probably sincere and halfway through they probably got so much blowback from the current schools that and they couldn't stop it right then so they just went along with it and then finally told everybody yeah. that's not it
1: Seems like a stretch to me. One thing I me. will tell you. Yeah. I really believe if BYU if the issues that didn't come up with the, the Sunday,
3: the Sunday playing on Sundays, that not sort that. of thing. Not that, okay. not that, not that at all. Okay, not one iota. I don't think that okay. matters
1: at all in in terms of inviting them in. But in terms of the rights of homosexuals, things like oh, that. Okay, that's what kept them out.
3: Human rights
2: issues.
1: Those were the th- that is the thing and the thing alone that kept them out. I mm-hmm. think the BYU is going to be a member. I think that it was that close to happening. But the blowback that suddenly, do you remember how it blew oh, up? Oh, Yes, it did. And it blew up big at Iowa State. Yes, it did. Yep. I think that kept them out. I believe we would be talking about BYU getting ready to play in the
3: Big 12 this year. And, and somebody else? If it
1: wasn't for that.
3: For that, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. All right, Jimmy B and TC, we're coming right back. Uh, you can get in with us if you'd like, 264-1700 on the Big Talker, seventeen hundred.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and T.C. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Trust,
1: quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs,
5: what sets us apart from all the other car dealerships in Des Moines is that we're the largest independent in Iowa. We sell more cars than any other independent in Iowa. And the reason we do is because we have cars from 5,000
6: to 20,000. At that price range, no one compares to us. If you're looking for a used car and you don't shop at Tom's Auto Sales, you are making a big mistake.
5: Tom's Auto Sales.
6: Hey, your new to you ride is here at Tom's Auto Sales. You'll find great prices and the best selection of quality used vehicles around. And as Iowa's largest independent used car dealer, we can offer vehicles in the five to six thousand dollars range. Four to five hundred cars, trucks, and SUVs in stock. That's Tom's Auto Sales. Three locations just off two thirty-five on East University Avenue, and one location just south of eighty thirty-five on Merle Hay Road. Check us out at Tom'sAutogroup.com. That's Tom'sAutogroup.com.
0: Tom's Auto Sales. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. Why, you ask? Because each meal is prepared and crafted with the finest ingredients by Sam and Gabe's experienced chefs, well-known in central Iowa for steaks, handmade pasta dishes, specialty pizzas, and of course, the incomparable Steak de Burgo. Join them in Urbandale for dinner, Sunday brunch, and live
3: music, or dine with them for lunch or dinner in the East Village. Private event rooms are also available. Reserve your table at SamandGabes.com. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and
0: to $480 for TV, $180 for Internet. Equipment non-return fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121-17. Hey,
3: everybody. It's me. It's Jimmy B. And I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. $1 to join any membership for someone in your family as well just one dollar it's a family membership add-on special it's aspen west Glen town center west des moines
0: jim brenson trent condon it's jimmy b and tc on 1700 k BGG, live from the wolf construction studio sponsored by wolf construction roofing here's jim and trent
3: all right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Uh, Rick Heller, the Iowa baseball coach, uh, coming up in about five or six minutes from right now. We're going to uh, get into what the plan of attack is as they get ready for the Big Ten tournament. Probably practice today. What? Probably head down to uh, Indiana tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. You probably you'd guess figure, probably right in there. Yeah, yeah. get the, in could, there. You, Wouldn't you want to get a practice on that field? Right, right. I that makes a lot so. of sense. Yeah. I mean that's something that most teams would like to do. So you always like to at least get a feel for the uh, for the field itself when uh, if you haven't played on it for a little little bit of time.
1: And they didn't play Indiana this year. There you go. Uh, they're opening around opponent in the four five game. They get Maryland, Maryland. another team they didn't see this year. Right. So uh, and Maryland's got a really good pitcher. Let's get out to the phone lines. So you can join us here five one five two six four seventeen hundred. We have James on the line with us this afternoon.
5: What's up, James? Hey, so do you think, I understand the like, question marks of Ohio football, but do you think we're underestimating how good the line is at run blocking and how good Wadley is? Because I keep hearing he's a space player guy, but I, all those Michigan and Florida guys that are in the NFL what, couldn't stop Wadley, and they knew it, like, it was not the most innovative offense, as you guys know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's an interesting point because, you know, lately, Jim, we have been kind of We've been down on the Hawkeyes lately, the football team, the expectations. Well, the only
3: reason I think we were down on them is because we don't know who's going to catch the ball. Or
1: throw the ball. Or
3: throw the ball. Right, <laughs> that's, right. That's, that's two pretty big components.
1: But but he brings up a good point. Yeah. You know, now a full season of Akron Wadley. He's the guy. In yeah, the back oh, yeah, he is. And last year it was him and LaShawn Daniel split in time. We're not going to see him carry the football 30 times a game. We're going to see... Akron Abade, we're going to see Torin Young. Both those guys will get carries. They always do in the Iowa system. But it's a fair question because Akron Wadley is a talent we haven't seen in Iowa City in a long time, Jimmy B. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen a guy with that cut and miss ability. Yes. In the Ferentz era, who else would you even put on that list? Sean Green was just a physically imposing guy. Had some decent speed, but it was the power game that he had. Uh, Fred Russell was a little guy. He just worked behind some great offensive lines and he was able to rack up a lot of yards, but he never had an ability to run away from guys, even as a smaller guy. Akron Wadley has that home run ability. Jewel Hampton had that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Damian Sims, he could run away from people, but Wadley is kind of everything put together in terms of physicality and, and having that kind of, I think Jermel Lewis is the only guy in the Ferenc era and he was also a bigger guy as well. You might have to go back to Ronnie Harmon. I, talk about a guy with this kind of ability, catching the ball out of the backfield. Correct. And the miss. I mean, just go back and watch Jabril Peppers a couple of times in that Michigan. He he looks silly. Yeah. That was a guy that was on his way to New York City, the Heisman Ceremony, and Akron Wadley multiple times. Made him look bad. Made him look bad. Yeah. So it's a fair point because, yes, that offensive line, they can run block very well. They're going to see eight in the box a lot. But if Wadley can hit a couple home runs a game, oh, absolutely. Maybe we are underestimating that component of it because we have been just talking about who's the quarterback, who are they going to throw to. And when we talk about that, we sometimes don't even mention they do have a lot of tight ends. They do. That That all they, have That a, can catch. They have different kind of things. Noah Font, 6'5", yeah. athletic freak. Yep. Got a year underneath his belt. Now he's still got a long ways to go run blocking-wise. But... That's a guy that you can count on in the passing game. T.J. Hawkinson, loved that kid in high school, down at Sheridan, can go up and make plays for you. They got tight ends that can make plays. If Wisniewski's healthy. They got tons of pieces, then he got a couple of blocking guys with Whiting and with uh, Peter Picard. So they do have weapons in that part of the game that we don't talk about a whole lot. But it's a fair point. Mm-hmm. They They do have a chance there. They can run the ball incredibly well. But- Just last year they couldn't throw the football. And Wadley was still able to get a thousand yards. He was. Now you're talking about more touches, and on top of it, you're going to see him a lot more out there, probably involved in different ways in the
3: passing. But don't game you two. believe though, until they're proven wrong, that most teams, at least at the beginning of the season, will stack the box. That's what I always see. That's though. you know. That's what.
2: When's the last time they haven't
1: seen the stack? Well,
2: box?
3: that's true. You're right. You know, that's okay. what, that's what they always do.
1: Yes. Okay. And you couple that with a incredibly experienced offensive line. An offensive line that is very good run blocking. They had deficiencies pass blocking, and the tackles aren't really tackles; they're more like guards. Yes, but in terms of run blocking, you got some road
3: Yeah, they're up stout. There. Yeah, they they're are. really good. They are. It's a fair point. Okay, James brings up a good point. Okay, I still don't think they're gonna. They'll be lucky to win six. Lucky to win six.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I the mean, terminology early, is right.
3: Lucky to win early, six? Early, early? This is just
1: early. So if they go six and six, it was a lucky year.
3: Let me rephrase. Yeah, that's what I thought. They'd be lucky to win seven, lucky to win eight. I. I'd, I'd, lucky to win eight is your number? And
1: even luck,
3: how do you define yeah, luck? Yeah, I know. You know? Uh, yeah.
1: If they got a couple of breaks and Wisconsin they, fumbles on right, the goal right. line again? They, they win another 6 <laughs> 4 game against yeah. Penn State. They Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> and and Hollabrook gets his foot stepped out and he fumbles <laughs> on the goal line. Just, then you can say lucky. There's
3: just so many variables that we just don't know. That's the problem. And unfortunately, the majority of those variables are on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're. Uh, but that's the other thing. If yeah. that defense all of a sudden, you know, they were
1: they lose two cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. But they got three guys they, that have a do. lot of experience. They do. You're you right. You he kind of, yeah. Jake Gervas is a complete unknown. Well, we just saw him have three interceptions. Yeah. It? Well, because the, <laughs> the quarterbacks the were terrible, so bad. <laughs> or, but he did have three interceptions. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. is something. Yeah. All of a sudden you're talking about a salty defense and all the pieces they have at defensive end. Hey, maybe Matt Nelson can play inside. You get into all these things. It is the great unknown. It is the
3: great unknown. Jimmy B and TC, we're coming right back. Uh, Iowa baseball coach Rick Heller will be our guest on the Big Talker 1700.
0: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom! Boom! Can you finish this little ad phrase, Walgreens, at the corner of happy and, right, most people know it's happy and healthy. But this message isn't about Walgreens, it's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you, no obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound.
4: Hi, this is Marcus Pitts. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331 9200. We're glad to share them.
0: Napa Know How! There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the
6: savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know How. Napa Hi, Tom Bodette trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Beaudet, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
0: For Wolf Construction, a plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day
2: installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and T.C. on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
3: Hi, right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we said we were going to get Coach on. He's with us right now. Rick Heller, the baseball coach for the University of Iowa Hawkeyes, joins us on the Drafthouse 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Coach, good afternoon.
5: Hey, guys, thanks for having
3: me. Uh, look, we know you got practice and everything, but, look, those guys are so good
5: that you probably just sit around, right? You don't do much? Yeah, they're probably
3: sick of practice by this time of year, right? <laughs> uh, uh. Hey, Rick, what, what buttons did you push to, to get this team to where it is now, getting ready to uh, head to the Big Ten Championship uh, Tournament?
5: Well, this was a, a pretty special year for myself and our staff because we were able to coach a really special group. This group has faced more adversity than any of the previous three years. You know, we went into the season without our number two, without our number three, missing a couple other key arms, and uh, a lot of people I think would have wrote us off after uh, CJ went down in week one. CJ Eldred, um, but guys found ways to pick us up. Guys stepped up, guys came out of the bullpen, guys went back to the bullpen. You know, at no point in time did, did anybody ever hit the panic button. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we had a great group of guys, we had good leaders, and uh, you know, it was just next man up mentality. Here's the deal we got to figure out a way. You know, this is what we do here at Iowa. We find ways to, to overcome, we find ways to give ourselves a chance to win. And, and then offensively, you know, we had some guys really step up with Jake Adams having, a, you know, an All American type year, and I'll be, I'll be furious that things happen if he is not the the landslide most valuable player in the Big Ten when we find out what the vote was here tonight or tomorrow. And, um, you know, Robert Newstrom from Sioux City, Robert had a big time here, and Jake gets all the credit, and he deserves it for for all the numbers he has. But if you think about it, if it wasn't for Robert hitting the four-hole, he probably would have the, the record for intentional walks instead of home runs because guys would have just walked in. And they could not do that with Robert in the four hole. So just, uh, uh, and we did a nice job defensively. Mason McCoy, shortstop, kind of led the way there. We had a freshman, Ben Norman from Des Moines, step up big time and and play a great center field for us after losing Joe Booker last year. Uh, Tyler Copley behind the plate has done an amazing job. Just across the board, we had guys really step up.
1: Coach, we've uh, talked a little bit about the story of Adams on his way to North Dakota. Uh, finds out they don't have a program and, yeah. and kind of fell into your laps. I mean, baseball recruiting, most people, fans of college sports, they know football, they know basketball. Uh, explain a little bit how different it is, you guys, what you have to do in terms of baseball recruiting.
5: Well, one, we only have 11.7 scholarships to to split up between 27 plays, and then they only allow you eight walk-on spots. So the numbers are really hard to crunch, and uh, it's something – that we deal with every day, and it's a frustrating thing. because so little of it you control. You know, you don't know who's going to leave in the draft. You don't know which high school recruits that you have, or JUCO recruits that you have, are going to sign in the draft. And the numbers all have to add up. You know, at the end of July, you've got to be at eleven point seven. So when when Jake was, um, you know, his sophomore year, his fall season at DMac, you know, we weren't in a position to make a run at him. We didn't have enough money uh, to be able to make a run at Jake with our other needs. And at the time it looked like we were going to have a guy that might uh, fill that first base role. And then, um, you know, when he went to North Dakota, um, you know, when they dropped the program, unfortunately, and and actually I called Coach Dotson uh, when it happened, because you you guys know I went through it at UNI. Mm -hmm. I called called just as a friend to offer any help and support or guidance that he needed in, in going through what he was going through. And And then he said to me, he said, Greg, here's the deal. Everybody knows about, you know, the three or four guys that we have up here. But he goes, I really think Adams is a good fit for you guys um, at Iowa, one of our incoming recruits. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to try to to talk to Jake because things had changed and some money had freed up, and we were able to make a decent run at him. And and like you said, it was a lucky break, and thank God that um, Jake chose us because it's been a lot of fun watching him hit. It's been a lot of fun coaching him. and." You know, he's a guy that you do don't, you know, don't, they don't pass through very often. Let's just say that. Like Jake. Is
1: see, kind of like a young guy you had at you and I with the last name of Bruder that had a little <laughs> pop that took you guys to the NCAA tournament.
5: No, it really is, and that's what that's what I was just telling. We're having a little media day here today before practice, and I told the guys that you know the last the last guy I had that, that did anything remotely close to this was, was what Ryan Brunner did in 2001, and, and Brunner's numbers were, were just crazy. I think he hit 26 home runs. And he only struck out 24 times. And I think he had 18 or 19 doubles, and then he went down to Omaha and won the home run derby on national TV on ESPN in front of all those people and just put on a display and um, you know, very similar. And then, you know, Adam Booby could hit him just as far, and Adam made it to Triple A. Another I guy that that put up some some pretty great numbers of MVP in Missouri Valley. But like I said, those guys don't don't pass through your door uh, all that often. And and now with Jake and swinging a BB bat, and and then our field's a, a bigger field, and and a lot of times the wind blows in. It's it's so rare to get a guy that when the wind's going in like it was at Illinois, 25-mile-an-hour, and it's cold and drizzly, and, and he comes through the teeth of the wind with two home runs to break the record. It was just flat-out amazing.
1: Well, uh, Coach, you turn your attention tomorrow, I'm going to guess. You guys leave tonight or tomorrow to get over to Bloomington?
5: Well, I'm heading out after practice for because uh, i got to be there in the morning for meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, teams, the team voted to go over tomorrow, um, get up in the morning, have breakfast together, and then drive over because we don't have to – they give you a practice time, and our time's not till 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Right, And then, then with us playing the late game on Wednesday, 8.30, um, we'd just be sitting around over there. So the guys are going to drive over tomorrow, and then uh, I'll meet up with them when they get there.
1: Well, you're going to see more than likely a very good pitcher for Maryland there. Uh, tell us a little bit about Brian Schaefer, what you expect out of him, one of the top pitchers in the Big Ten <laughs> for the Terps.
5: Well, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, uh bad draw there. I mean, probably going to be the pitcher of the year in our conference. Um, we have had decent success against Maryland. Two years ago, we took two or three at their place. Um, and then this past year, um, we took two or three here in Iowa City and then knocked them out of the conference tournament with Mick Gallagher pitching the majority. That game Shane Miller started, and then Gals came in and, and finished it out. So I know our starter is going to feel good about who we're facing. It's a lot of the same guys, and he had success. But the, game, the games we lost were, was when Brian Schaefer was on the mound, and he threw a gem here last year. He threw a complete game, 89-pitch, 9-inning shutout against oh. us and was, was virtually unhittable. Um, we know coming into it that you know, we're going to have to take advantage of the few opportunities that we have. We know coming into it that Nick's going to have to pitch a great game and we're going to have to play great defense behind him. And generally when you have a game with two really good arms, Uh, like that, a a stellar pitching matchup, you know, the team that makes the the least mistakes and gives the least least amount of free bases usually the team that comes out on top because um, he's a a tough one. He's a tough one to hit.
3: We're having a conversation with Rick Heller, the University of Iowa baseball coach, as they uh, have a practice session in just a couple of minutes, and then uh, we'll relax a little bit and then get ready to take off and head for the uh, Big Ten Championship baseball tournament. Uh, he's on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Coach. I'm real curious. You talked about you guys get eleven scholarships, right?
5: Eleven point seven. Okay, yeah.
3: who's the point seven guy? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, you, you know, there's a lot of point two five, and that's another rule. Ah, you, I mean, you have to um, the the minimum uh, the minimum scholarship you can give is twenty five percent.
3: Okay, and then
5: and then you know, in our program, you know. We don't have a lot of uh, creative financial aid here at the University of Iowa, other ways to get money like some of the conferences and some of the schools have. Um, so basically, I mean, if you're Barry Bonds, you're not getting a full ride. I mean, wow. you can't get it. Wow. You know what I mean? There, there aren't full rides. If you do, you're selling yourself short and, and, and really putting your team at risk to not be very good if you're giving out, uh, you know, full rides with the amount of scholarship money that we have.
1: Rick Heller. Well, Coach, uh, another successful year. Back to the Big Ten tournament, fourth consecutive year. Uh, with that, you know you're at the point of your career. You've been here. You and I, Iowa, Indiana State in between. Uh, is there ever a, a hankering if one of those power programs from the south would come a calling? You ever think at this point you'd look to maybe at least listen to some other offers?
5: Well, I think I think everybody's always gonna be open to listen, but um you know, Iowa fits me, it fits my personality, it fits the type of type of baseball we play and I'm very, very happy where we are. I've still got a lot of dreams for this program. We wanna, you know, get the new stadium built, hopefully in the next few years and and when I say that I'm just talking to grandstands. We've got the playing surface and all that stuff ready to go uh, in in the first three so I mean, we have a lot of goals we want to go to omaha uh we want to go to omaha here at the university of iowa we want to do it with iowa kids and you know we have a lot of goals but you know obviously anybody's going to listen if something like that would happen but um you know it's a little different world uh, in some places so mm-hmm. you just don't know uh, what you're getting into sometimes the grass isn't always greener, and, and i'm old enough to know that so um you know i'm very very happy and i got great i have great support from our administration gary Barga, and gary Barta and and, um, you know, things have gone really well here.
3: Uh, Rick, we know you've got to get the practice. We appreciate you taking time with us. Thank you, as always. Before you go, what are you going to do first? Is it batting practice first? Is it infield first? Is it <laughs> practice bunting? What the hell are you going to do?
5: You, you, know, you know what we do, believe it or not, even though we don't do it very often, is that um, our pitchers take quite a while. They do this full activation program before they throw. So it doesn't do us any good to go and play catch right away. So you know, the first thing we do is bunting and base running. <laughs>
0: right.
5: we, bunt, we bunt every day. Uh, you know, more more bunt for hits. We're, you know, I see that as a weapon. I'm not a big sacrifice guy. I like okay. giving out. I don't like giving outs up unless you absolutely you know feel like it's the last ditch resort. But we bunt for hits quite a bit. Push bunt, drag bunt, because I see those as offensive weapons. So we practice that every day. And then uh, Coach Sutherland uh, does our base running, and he's out there just like it was uh, the first week of practice, going over all the stuff that we need to be uh, ready for with the, with the Maryland pitchers and what kind of stuff we're going to see from their picks and so forth. And then from there, catch, team defense. Today will be our last chance to, to practice our zone our coverages, our first and third plays, and then some pick plays at second. We'll review those, and then we'll go into an individual segment where all the coaches will break down what their – positions and and get about 20 minutes of individual work ground balls double play feed outfield would do some footwork drills and angle drills and the catchers will do the blocking and then we go to hitting last
1: so what you're telling us is uh Jake Adams is gonna have a couple of bunt hits on Wednesday
5: <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you know what <laughs> here would be here would be you guys can't I hope this didn't go out too far but this is one of the the cool this would be the coolest thing for me okay and if we, if we were tied Bottom of the ninth, conference tournament championship game. Jake Adams is up with a runner at third, and he drag bunts with two strikes. And
3: oh man! Oh <laughs> man, Coach. Let's hope it happens. That, Coach. that would be fun. That would be that would be like Coach. If you got you you got a one run lead, and the bases are loaded, and the first baseman does a hidden ball trick, and you tag the guy out yeah. at first. But
5: how 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 fun would that be to just watch the ball sit there and nobody even move? <laughs> oh,
3: that would be great. God, Rick. It's, uh, Rick, we wish you nothing but the best. You know that, pal. Thank you for All your right. time, as always.
5: All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, All man. Right,
3: good. Yep. Rick Heller, Iowa baseball coach. He's such a fun dude to talk he to. Is. He is. And, he's, and he, you can tell his creativity as well just mm-hmm. by what he was just talking about. Yeah,
1: it's uh, <laughs> working on those bun hits. I'm going to guess Jake Adams is not going to be doing that. Though. I
3: don't think so. No, no. Let the big man mm, yeah, swing no. away.
1: That's the big dog hunt. Did you see him over the weekend? Oh, Four more home runs on Friday during the doubleheader. Tied for the NCAA lead mm-hmm. in homers. This is a guy on his way to North Dakota. Yeah. He was playing up at Boone a year ago. Right. At DMac. Then he was going to North Dakota. Now he's got Iowa back in the Big Ten tournament.
3: Did your uh, buddy who plays for B- uh, DMac is that your cousin? My who, nephew. Your nephew. Did he play with him? Yeah, yeah. N- he did? Oh, okay. yeah,
1: yeah. He texts with Jake every once in a while. Yeah, right? he's got some stories. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, he's a heck of a baseball player. He is unbelievable. And it's funny. I brought up Bruner, and yeah. he had just talked about I, Bruner a little bit earlier. That's which isn't that great? you remember Greg Bruner, yes. the basketball yes. player. This is his cousin, okay, who played at U and I, and they went to the NCAA tournament. They were that was a really really good team mm-hmm. that he had back there in the early two thousands, and still too bad. You know, you look across the state, Drake, U and I, Iowa State, all without a program. Yeah. but in the end probably a good thing for Iowa. And, well, uh, they
3: own they own they the do. coverage right uh, yeah. now and yeah. they're gonna, they're going to own the coverage this week as long mm-hmm. as they're in that Big 10 tournament. They're going to be the top story. That's must-watch TV on, on Wednesday night. There you go. That will get the clicker
1: yep, for sure. Yeah, Maryland, and yeah. The Schaefer kid, Jimmy B. Yes, he's good. He's really good. Yeah, I know. I, he mean, can, I, yeah. I was
3: going to need a 2-1, 3-2 to, one,
1: three to two kind of win there. Yeah. You're not getting a lot off of no, that. No, no.
3: Quick break. We're coming right back at the uh, top of the hour. We'll go from the college baseball ranks uh, to the big guys. Uh, from the Cubs then, John Arguello will be our guest. Once again, that's coming up at the top of the hour. It's the Big Talker. 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to three. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
4: This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced five, six, or seven percent commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as 3990 dollars and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first. 224-9900. Save thousands. Trust. Quality. Value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf
1: Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs
0: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with
2: free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: And now for something deliciously different from Wendy's. Wendy's Double Stack is still an option in the 4-for-4. Four four. With a quarter pound of fresh beef, four nuggets, fries, and a drink. That's a deal so good it should not exist. Like how owls shouldn't be able to turn their heads all the way around.
4: Who? wouldn't like that deal
0: the four for four with your choice of a double stack junior bacon cheeseburger or crispy chicken blt a deal so great it's impossibly good but not for long at participating wendy's for a limited time meal includes four piece chicken nuggets small fries and a drink fresh beef available in the contiguous u.s alaska and canada not
4: valid in alaska and hawaii Right now, buy Ortho's Home Defense Insect Killer with Wand at the Home Depot and get a free refill. Good news for you, final notice for bugs. Home Defense kills bugs where they live and keeps them out of where you live. So, kill those pesky pests and keep them out for good. It's your house, you make the rules. Get a fresh take on spring with a free refill when you purchase Ortho Home Defense at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only limit two per customer while supplies last. limitations apply.
0: If there's one thing the pros at Advance know, it's parts. Advance out of parts and batteries.
2: Craig, can I help you? Hey, Craig, I need an oil change. I was wondering if you had any deals.
0: Yes, we have uh, five quarts
2: of Castrol Edge with a k filter for twenty two ninety nine.
0: That's a good deal.
2: Castrol Edge is good
0: stuff, right? Absolutely. Helps the performance of hard-working engines. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, you can't get better protection. Wow, even better. Now at Advance Auto, get 5 quarts of Castrol Edge or High Mileage Full Synthetic and a k and oil filter for just $22.99 after mail-in rebate. See store for details also at participating CarQuest stores.
6: Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no 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 one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon.